following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode, Brian welcomes Tyler Zach to the Two Point Crew as they work together to preview the Big Ten of this college football season. Thanks very much for listening. I am Brian Finch, and this is the Two Point Conversation. Well, hey, Tyler. What's going on, man? Welcome to the Two Point Crew, man. How's that feel? It's crazy, man. I, like, I've always I texted Matt Johnson a couple of weeks ago, and I said, you know what? You know, I've been with uh, the network for about maybe about a year now, and I want more responsibility. I want more flow. I want more shows. So he gave me the opportunity to work with you. I'm so excited, and I'm ready to get the ball rolling. Let's roll. Yeah. It's going to be fun. So, uh, introduce yourself to the people uh, that may not have caught your show. Uh, you are one of how many hosts? Three. Three. Three of us. Yeah. Yeah. So, the men's so, locker uh, room, right? Yep. You can find it on Apple, Spotify. We actually just uh, did our show today. We had uh, Joe Kroom, who takes photos for the Buffalo Bills. We had him on today. Super cool guy. Uh, yeah, men's locker room is my baby. We uh, formed that two years ago. It's crazy story. Actually, uh, we filmed or we actually recorded that the first episode. Uh, I forgot to hit start. So we were about 30 minutes in. Uh, s- struggled with that. And our podcast really formed in about 20 minutes. And, uh, you know, I-, I loved it ever since. I want to do more podcasts, more shows, more of this and that. But I'm-, I'm super excited to you know have a podcast of my own. I've always wanted one. Right. Well, I couldn't ask for a better co-host because uh, if any of you listen to me over on Processing um, Processing the Process, which was a college football podcast <clears throat> Ryan and I did together, Ryan Hope Bailey from the Two Point Conversation. Um, but when we were doing it, it's like new guys, like we had a similar story. Uh, I don't know if I forgot to hit start or or what I did, but the audio wasn't captured. And oh, okay. yeah. luckily Matt was there because all of a sudden I like, I think I remember looking down cause we were recording straight from like an, you know, acid studio program. So you, I should be right. seeing bars going up and down as I'm talking. I'm like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm seeing it on the mixer. So I'm like, all right, I know I'm getting audio in. I don't know. I probably forgot to like insert the audio track or something <laughs> stupid, but every podcaster has that story, you know, uh, yeah. this, this time when we were like, uh, yeah, I re- I remember people Ryan. going remote and just like the equipment not working. You can imagine that, like setting up something where you're out on the road and you got nothing. <laughs> yeah, I I felt so embarrassed when it happened to that because we were like 30 minutes in. We were, I mean, this was probably one of our best shows ever. And we were rattling ideas off talking sports. It was so good. And I look at my co-host, Matt. I'm like, I'm not seeing the bars. Like, I don't. I think I forgot to hit record. And uh, yeah, he, he wasn't too happy with me that day, but. We uh we overcame everything. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh yeah, I mean that's you're not gonna forget that, and <laughs> but I mean you probably took stuff out of that too. So you know, even in yeah. our mistakes, we we have things to learn from and grow from, and uh, carry on to our next adventure. Which brings us to this: what we're doing together now. So you tune into Two Point Conversation to hear a bunch of fans of the NFL talk about the NFL, current events, possible trades, ideas, all sorts of stuff, you know. But we've never done this. We get into the draft when it's draft season, and that always encompasses a small part of college football. But this is going to be the truly unique, uh, just straight on, I mean, once draft comes, I'm sure Tyler and I will be more than happy to be talking draft and what these players can and can't do on the next level. But uh, for now, what we're doing is just trying to see how many of you, because I know you're out there, how many of you are like Tyler and I, where if if we had unlimited time where we didn't have to work jobs, we didn't have to go places, like, dude, as much as people say, I sit on Sundays, from one to nine and i'm watching right i do that with college football if i get the chance that i normally don't have that kind of time on my hands oh yeah i'm right there with you so i mean it, it it's a it's a love of football that is is different from the nfl but like the passion is equal a lot of times you know the pride in these teams the you know people's alma maters it goes a long way to just creating a, a, a real um, different feel when you watch a game, especially if you watch with someone who went to a school or something like that, like them rooting on the team. You can see like maybe like memories getting triggered and stuff like that, hearing the bands and the crowd and the chants and all that good stuff. So that's the passion. I think we're going to try and bring uh, every Sunday here for you. We're, we're going to, we're going to stick to this Sunday deal for you, wrap up the week, start the week, however you want to look at it for your two point listening. And um, we hope you enjoy because uh, honestly, it's something that I love doing over and processing uh, and I missed doing it last year. But I mean, me, me and Tyler um, have a strong connection in college football and that we are both diehard Michigan Wolverine fans. So, you know, we have a lot of good things to talk about right now. Yeah, super stoked after especially what last year, how Michigan did. You know, beating Ohio State, going to the Big Ten Championship, you know, for me as a fan, ever since I was a Michigan fan, they had a lo- or not a losing season, but it was just a disappointing season. Yeah. And last year to have the season, how it ended, I mean, I, 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 I to be honest, and I hope nobody picks on me, but I cried when we beat Ohio State. <laughs> well, there's no, I, I cried. There, there's no reason to feel shame in that at all. No, I mean, so, so I mean, I was so emotional. Do you ever go to the big house? One time, my brother and I, he is the reason I'm a Michigan fan. He got into the Wolverines first. Um, okay. And being my older brother, I was like, yeah, I'll follow whatever he does. And then there's other connections that maybe someday I'll get into. But, um, yeah, it did. we went back in 2000 and it was 2016? No, 18? It wasn't a good season. We were okay. I went for the... Uh, homecoming and we happened to be playing uh Rutgers that day oh yeah <laughs> that explains it yeah it wasn't a great game like the whole time you knew Michigan was win- gonna win because they were winning the whole time um right but it, it was just so so 
That was when um yeah, Brandon I, uh, Peters came out. That was his first time getting snaps in a okay. live game. Yeah. I remember him. Then he uh, didn't he transfer to Illinois or something like that? Uh is, is Illinois? Yeah, I think it's Illinois. No. Hmm. Did transfer again. I was just listening to a podcast about <laughs> they're talking Illinois football today and they didn't mention him at quarterback to guess someone else they're excited about. Oof. Yeah, I've been there. I've been to the big house twice. I went for my 21st birthday. Uh, we were playing SMU. That was okay. my first time going. And then I went there last year with my fiance. We played Northwestern. And that was incredible. Pounded them. I, I'm trying to think what the score was. Yeah. It was, it was up there. But, I mean, it was just – it's an unreal experience. And I, I tell everybody, like, you know, we have the Bills in our own backyard, you know, it, but just being at a college stadium and being in that atmosphere, it beat it beats every Bills game that I've been to, to be honest. And that's coming from a diehard Bills fan. Well, it's interesting in a way that there's a, I don't know, maybe because as Bills fans, we're so tied to like the party scene and stuff like that, where I didn't party at all when I went to the big house you know, me and my brother, we stayed in a hotel outside of town. And, you know, so we just drove in to the game and just found any place to park because we didn't know where to go. Like, we didn't look right, up anything yeah, ahead so- of time. We just, like, parked at somebody's house. Um, <laughs> and it, it wasn't like they do a lot of parking either. They had maybe four cars that were on their lawn. It wasn't like Bill's games where you see these people that, like, let, like, dozens and dozens of cars park. Up right, the right, right. Um, so that was, it was unique in the fact that, you know, Bill's games, it, it seemed like I was, you're immersed in it and, and tailgating's everywhere around you, no matter where, really, really where you park, it's just tailgating everywhere. Ann Arbor, it was, you know, it's, it's a little spread out, but you know, I'm sure I missed it. Like the golf course I know was a big deal, but I think the golf course was closed that day. You couldn't park there because it was too wet or something. So they wouldn't let you park. Right. Cause I went in November. I wouldn't go in November too often, but we went, uh... <laughs> it was like the, it was like the first week in November, um, and it was brutal cold. We were not dressed. I can imagine. No, no. it's a, it's a great time. I mean, if even if you're not a Michigan fan, I I would take the trip somewhere. We should go. That'd be well, sweet. Yeah, I would love to. I, I I'm dying to go back. Um, I'm thinking just even just like I haven't been to a UB game. Like I've never gone to a yeah UB, nah, UB Bulls game. No, actually, it was kind of crazy. I uh, actually went to Michigan twice in one year. I went for the football game, and then I went back for the basketball game. They were playing Maryland, and that was sweet. I want to see hockey. I, I didn't get to see their hockey program, but I know this is a college football show, but <laughs> I, love that, I love that university. Yeah. Oh, yeah, easy. Uh, easy easy uh, university to root for because uh, they win a lot. Not in football, but overall, athletic, athletically, they dominate. Um, but let's just right, jump hockey, in gymnastics, everything. Oh yeah. Uh, let's just jump in right now, uh, into our preview section. Uh, cause we could go on and on about our background and love of Michigan and why it is, uh, Tyler, big Ten's in a unique spot right now. Um, people want to join this conference. It started several years ago, obviously when you had Nebraska jump ship and, you know, Maryland and Rutgers joined the crew. Now we're getting some West Coast teams. UCLA, USC hopping over. Uh, 2024 is when they – or is it 2025? Well, I looked at this the other day. 
Either way, in a couple of seasons, uh, they'll be joining the Big Ten. Your thoughts? Uh, not a fan. I'm not a fan because, you know, me personally, I'm not a big change guy. I don't like change. You know, if you move something like if the blanket's on the other side of the bed, I, I, I'm in. I'm all up in arms. Uh, I'm not a fan. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with UCLA or USC. I mean, they're both great programs, but just, you know, it doesn't make sense because, you know, the Big Ten is like in the middle of the United States and then you got two West Coast teams, you know, the travels there. And I just, I, I don't get it. I really don't. It's got to be a money thing. I just, I'm not, not a fan when I, when I heard the news and now there's possibly more teams coming. Just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's unique to just college football or co- college in general the way that teams hop over from different conferences my friend and I often lament the Big East basketball and what mm-hmm. used to be and, and that you know that rival those rivalries and that passion is just gone forever like they've right. completely ruined it I'm hearing similar things coming out of Pac-12, Pac-10, you know, fandom. As much as maybe a Colorado fan is a little indifferent to whether or not these schools leave their conference, they understand that there's some historic rivalries built in there. You know, you keep one intact with UCLA and USC jumping at the same time, um, and they're, you know, between rivalry, but... I mean, what about California? You know what I mean? We're leaving Cal out now. The, you know, they they've historically had phenomenal football teams. Some great yeah. NFL talent has been coming out of there. What about Oregon? That's you're talking about one of the these schools that pushed college football into the 21st century that we know now of fast paced, flashy uniforms. This kind of attitude, <clears throat> swagger that you didn't right. have before. Like before, this kind of stuffy. It sucks that all that could be thrown away. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I was having a discussion at work the other day with a couple of coworkers of mine. They're, you know, they're big college football fans and just football fans in general. I said, "What's Iowa? Or I'm sorry, what's USC going to do in Iowa under the lights at 8:30 when it's snowing and blowing? When they see a three tight end formation, what are they going to do?" Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> they never, they never seen anything like it. They're so used to that West Coast offense, the run and gun, the you know, the no huddle. You know, Big Ten is more of your backyard football. You know, we're if you can't stop the run, then good luck because we're going to run all over you. You know, it's like it's a bully league, but I just I don't know. I'm not a fan. I don't like it. Hearing that Notre Dame might be coming over. Um, you know, you think you know, you think Big Ten teams are going to leave too, like Northwestern or Rutgers or Illinois, somebody. There's a few. Well, a few of those schools stand out with uh, academically <clears throat> more than athletics and how they fit in. That's what I want big 10 to keep intact. I like being known as a conference of high education that you don't, you don't get to skate on a lot of the academic stuff, probably more than they should. But at the same time, I don't, it's not like no holds, holds bar in sec where these kids literally make up their own classes. (laughs) Like that's what it seems like. They're not even going. No, they're not going. And I've always liked that Michigan is a high education university, you know, one of the best medical schools in the country, you know, Northwestern is one of the, has one of the best law schools, you know, in, in the nation, 
So mm-hmm. I don't want those to go away. So I would hope that they stick around just to kind of keep that mantra of the Big Ten in. You know, and UC, UCLA and USC, they they don't slack on academic academics either. So, I mean, they kind of fit in that. But you're right. If we start seeing, I don't know, like maybe Illinois does jump out because yeah, maybe. They, don't, they don't ever win anyways. Like I could see that. Could they figure out a way of dropping down in quote-unquote competition without going into Division Two or whatever like that, but staying, you know, in, you know, top club balls you know, or, ball, or ball programs then maybe they do jump ship to the Mac. I don't even know where they would end up going. Yeah, I don't know. The uh, Big 12, something. I, well, that's, maybe the the thing Mac. Other, that's the other thing that's getting left out of this is that we know that the Big 12 has absolutely no control over any of those teams at all. Yeah. They're all doing – I mean, Texas went out and found its own TV deal years ago, so – yeah, this is these are all the things as anyone that maybe has never listened or watched anything to do with college football content. These are the th- good conversations that are going on that you don't talk about nearly as much as in the NFL about relocation. Relocation with an NFL team is once every five, maybe 10 years, even, you know, you, you go years without worrying about a team moving. This might be it for college football for the next five years until we de- find two super conferences right. to play each other. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, they probably won't even have the Big Ten. Probably won't even be a thing in the next five to ten years. It'll just be a West Coast league and an East yep. Coast league, and they'll boom. There you go. Yeah, but it's, which it's is basically, basically AFC, NFC, but in in college football. Yeah, it does stink. Um, I will say though, I do welcome Notre Dame to the Big Ten. I would actually like them to join the absolutely because it makes sense. They have a rivalry with Michigan, with Michigan State, with um, in-state Purdue, you know, Indiana. Now, you already have mm-hmm. in-state rivalries that would be built in. And then you can still schedule your your ones that you care about. You're like Navy. You want to keep playing Navy in, in the Yankees stadium, the pinstripe bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, or, or playing Syracuse in the pinstripe bowl. Go for it, dude. I don't care. You know, everyone right. schedules that crap anyway, so it's not crap. It's good stuff. I don't like all the crap. <laughs> I feel bad now. Sorry, Notre Dame fans, because I know you're out there. I know you're listening, oh, yeah. especially oh, in yeah. Western New York here. There's, they're probably the number one, number one fan base, I would say, in college football in Western New York is Notre Dame. Yeah, there's a lot of them. It's like ND and, and, and a Yankees fan. Like, you just go, it's like hand in hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not a Yankees fan, are you? No, yeah. nope. Blue Jays. Oh, okay. Braves, I guess. I don't. I don't really care about it. Not bad. Yeah, uh, I'm not a big baseball guy. Yeah. Find another podcast, anyways. Do you guys talk baseball on uh, men's locker room? Uh, we we do. Uh, that's more of uh, a Joe and a Matt thing, uh, it, which I like on our shows because you know Joe can talk about. Uh, you know, he was a huge basketball fan in the beginning. You know, he could talk about basketball. Joe, or uh, sorry, Matt can talk about baseball. I can talk about hockey. And then we just, we, you know, glue our show together with football. Um, so you get a little bit of both sports worlds with those guys. But, I mean, if you talk, I'm starting to get into baseball more. But, you know, I just can't really find myself to get fully into it. Right. But, I mean, if it's on and I'm bored, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great endorsement. 
don't know if it's because we don't have a team or anything. I know we got the Bisons, but like, I mean, I'm all right. That's I'm good. Not, yeah, that's not but when the cool. But when the Blue Jays were here, I was there. I went to like three or four games. That was a fun experience. Sweet. So I should have jumped on that. Yeah. All right. Let's hop into the uh, the breakdown then of this conference. While we already handled what could be in the future, we're going to handle the present right now. So let's go through the Big Ten in the most fun way possible, which is taking our team out at the top and just getting it out of the way. <laughs> being Michigan fans, being the champions, this is an easy place to start. Um, Tyler, why don't you take a moment and talk about last season and then how that is affecting your view on this season? Yeah, so like I said in the beginning of the show, you know, I <laughs> I got so emotional when we beat Ohio State. I was texting all my Ohio State buddies and family and saying, you know, take that. Because um, they've been they've been doing that for years to me, and to finally beat Ohio State was it's insane. Uh, you know, going to the Big Ten championship and winning—it's just, I mean, the words can't describe how how I felt that season. Last year was so great. Hopefully, this year. I know we lost a lot of players on defense. Aiden Hutchinson, you know, he's a, he's a baller. He's going to be great in Detroit. Doesn't have to move too far. Only what thirty minutes up the road from Ann Arbor. Right. Um, but you know, I was kind of just you know, I was sad that Ronnie Bell got hurt, wide receiver, towards ACL, I believe. Um, but he's coming back full swing, coming back for his senior year. So I'm kind of glad to see that. J.J. McCarthy, I'm super, super stoked for him. Uh, even Cade McNamara, he did fantastic. And uh, I want to see more of Blake Corum. He's sweet. Yeah. Yes. We, I remember last season saying to my brother when we happened to watch a game together, and I was like, we've never had an athlete at that position like that ever under Harbaugh ever. Right. Yeah. Like this kid's got juice on top of juice. So yeah, Blake Corum, super fun to watch. Um, on, on the guys I'm going to miss, I mean, you know, I'm going to miss old Jabba. I wish he was back for another year with us. Uh, you know what I mean? Me too. Like you're talking national title run. Like seriously, like I would be like betting on them with oh, maybe yeah. too much money than I should be. That they're gonna make it to the championship. Maybe I'd have to be hard pressed to actually pick them to win because I'm just so jaded. But yeah, Jabo's growth in just basically two just two years of real football yeah. coaching, like real coaching, that's insane. Because he barely played in high school. And then he comes yep. to Michigan and in two years, seeing what other guys are doing and the coaches, you know, coaching them up, the guy I think he's going to be better than Hutchinson in four years. In four years' wow. time, I think when he grows into his body, he's going to be that crazy freak off the edge guy, like a Von Miller. Go Bills! Mm-hmm. Um, yep, go Bills! So that's tough. Dexon Hill stinks, but at the same time, they always seem to find a guy to play that that either. I mean, <laughs> the over the top safety position uh, for Michigan is as key as just about any other defense in college football. To hold right. together the defense they run, you need to have good safety play. But they also used him in the Viper role. They love that Viper role where you got that um, in-between player that that plays as a linebacker but never asked to do the same linebacker stuff that a traditional big-body linebacker would be asked. So I'm curious to see who steps up into his shoes. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then the battle at quarterback, which right now I don't think we know anything about who's been named starter, right? Yeah, I have no idea. I haven't heard anything. Yeah, I don't think they have. I mean, that's they'll play it up to the, the kickoff. They did that the other, I think last year they did that, like going up to the kickoff. Yeah. We didn't know if it was going to be Cade or if it was going to be someone else. Uh, you like Cade? I do. I do. I think he's um, he's more of like a stay-at-home quarterback. He's not more of like a – I'm trying to compare him. You can't really compare anything to like Lamar or Josh Allen. But, you know, he – I mean, if he feels pressure, he'll he'll run. But I, I look kind of like – I think I like J.J. more. He's yeah. more of like that 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 swaggerish, you know, that, you know, uh, serpentine. You know, he's out of the way quick. Um, I like him, but it's going to be like what you said. We don't know, but I think it's going to be a good quarterback battle. I'm excited to see who comes out on top, but well, you, I like Cade. Yeah. Well, Cade, Cade is Jake Rudock uh, at full potential. That's, right. That's how I kind of look at it. Like, well, we got uh, Jake Rudock, <clears> which, <throat> guys, <laughs> we're going to talk about old players that have played for teams. Um, and I'm sorry you, if you don't have the reference, but go to, go to YouTube, and maybe you'll see something like, oh, okay, I get that. Uh, YouTube, the constant source of all my film. <laughs> Absolutely. For now and forever. Uh, YouTube's hope, amazing. I would love this, someone to open up an All-22 channel on YouTube <laughs> where you just get nothing but All-22 football film. Yeah. Um, so, but Cade, to me, is is going to be the safe player to start. And then you, you throw in McCarthy and you're asking, like, all right, dude, we need to go win this effing game. Go make some right. plays. Because he can't. Like single-handedly, that dude will make all sorts of silly throws. He's great with his legs, so it's a, it's a they're in a unique spot with Harbaugh because he's embracing some outside coaching influences, some like new way of thinking instead of ground pound three yards in a cloud of dust like Harbaugh loves. Right. He'll still throw that in, but hopefully at the right times. So, <laughs> Michigan, what do you think? It they repeat? I, I got to see what the defense looks like. Um, I know our, our schedule, I think we start off what, at home against Colorado State. Um, I think we should steamroll them, but I got to see what that defense looks like in like the first four weeks, and then I can make up my mind. Okay. Uh, I had like a I had a, like a final standings at the end of, uh, here in my notes, if you want to do that at the end. But to me right now, I don't think Michigan rolls it back. Uh, I think our rivals do. I think they're playing pissed off, but um, like I said, I think I got to see what the defense does. Okay. I, I don't even know the defense coordinator. I know he went to back to Baltimore, so I don't even know who our defense coordinator is. Uh, his name is Jesse Minter. Okay. Yeah. Um, where did Minter come from? Mm, not seeing it here. I don't want to like, for it. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, like I said, like, you know, I, I got to give credits to, um, try, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank on him last year. Was it Daniel McDonald? Uh, Mike McDonald. Okay. Yep. You know, I give him so much credit too. You know, I gave credit to Aiden Hutchinson, you know, Daxon Hill, David Ojabo, but I got to give it to credit to him because, you know, he had so many like different blitz packages and, you know, the three, four, and it's, you know, that that's what beat Ohio State was the defense. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm disappointed that he's gone, but you know, he's working with the other Harbaugh now. Right. But like yeah, I like exactly. I said, 
yeah, like I said, I got to see that defense first. I'm with you. My heart wants to pick him again, though, because absolutely. Like with Bell coming back and with what those other receivers were able to do when he was gone, plus you add in the running back tandem they have, like that offense is pretty good. As, oh, it's as, good. As good as I think you need it to be. Um, but that all comes down to when you play this team. Next, we'll talk Ohio State Buckeyes. There's a lot of, <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of Buckeye fans uh, listening to this right now. I will say right now, I don't hate you. I just hate when you win. Okay. Love you. Love you all of your players, especially if they ever become a bill. You know what I mean? I wish Chris Olave was a bill. He's one of my favorite yeah. Buckeyes of all time. That dude is top notch. We grade a human and football player. And I think he's going to be awesome on the next level. But anyways, uh, last year, not as good of a year as they were hoping for. There's no. one, there's one stumble along the way. They really threw everything out. Um, and it wasn't Michigan because that's a rivalry game. And what do you do in rivalry games? You throw out the records. Mm-hmm. You don't really care about the records when it comes to rivalries. But that lost to Oregon. Oof. Because they didn't even did they have Thibodeau then? Like Yeah, at home too. They lost at home. Yeah. Columbus. That's not good. No. <laughs> that and that and that's the key in college football. And that's that's one of the reasons why I get worried about the super conferences and what an early loss can do to a schedule. Mm-hmm. So they opened up with a win against Minnesota. But then that week two loss to Oregon kind of set a tone for the rest of the year where you could watch some other teams in the conference. And as long as they were keeping pace, you knew it was going to come down to those last two games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's no reason to think that they can't they can't come back twice as strong as they were last year. Um, I mean, this is just what they do. But real quick, I want to read just some of their rankings because this is what people I want people to try and grasp how silly they are. Their scoring per game last year was 45.7 points per game. That was first in the Big Ten and in the country. That's just silly. They passed on an average of 380.9 yards per game. First in Big Ten, third nationally. Total yards per game, 561 yards. First Big Ten, first national. And it's every year. It's every Year and this year mm-hmm. is year three under Stroud. So yep. if he's gonna go any direction, right, Tyler? He's probably going up. Absolutely, yeah. You know, to being a you know, Michigan fan, you know, especially us, and you know, just being, uh, you know, a Big Ten football fan, CJ Stroud. I mean, he's he's a dog. He can ball, and you know. Michigan plays them once a year and it's, you know, I hate Ohio state week because I know what he can do. And, you know, it doesn't matter if he's down 28, he can come back in a, a snap and all of a sudden you're losing it. He's a good quarterback. I think uh, he's, he's another one to watch out for. And they're, they're running back Trayvon uh, Henderson. Yeah. He's sweet. Oh, they, the way they turn out running backs and wide receivers over there is just silly. It's crazy. If it's they crazy. ever could turn out quarterbacks the way they uh, turn out the other skill position players on offense, man, they, they really have something. Right. And, like, even their offense is great, but, I mean, their defense is the same thing. Defense is, I mean, quarter, and they're like cornerback, like Jeff Okuda a couple of years who's on the Lions. You know, he was sweet. Um, 
trying to think who else. There's like there's so many names that just go down the list that Ohio State breeds, but the quarterback is the one that they gotta gotta see what Justin Fields does in Chicago this year. Right. He 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 needs to break that mold that unfortunately is not a good mold right now. Yeah, um, no, not good. The other key Buckeye that I know people that are going to be watching the draft uh, as we go along here is Jackson Smith and and Jiba. How do you ever say his last name? Uh, N J I G. Yeah, I had, I had him too uh, on my list. I had Stroud Henderson and uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not too sure. I'll go with you. That sounded better. What how I was going to say it, (laughs) (laughs) but he's just, it's just another dude, dude. And then like, Dude, dude, like super dude, dude. Like he's yeah, absolutely. He's just like Alave. He's just like Thomas. He's just like Garrett Wilson. They get elite coaching. Uh, I believe it's Brian Hartline, right? Isn't that who's who's their wide receiver coach up there? Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he an Ohio State alum, and apparently isn't going anywhere to try and pursue anything else. He's just no. content with turning out beasts in, every year at the wide receiver position. That's insane. They got some. They got some boys on that team that can ball. Yep. Every year. Yep. Um. So defensively, you're right. Um. Pretty good last year, but not as good as they would like. Um. They weren't top. They were top ten. And points per game, rushing against, and total yards against, but they were twelfth in passing against, which is. What I actually think is like what stands out against them or or with them when they play against teams is their cornerbacks have not been able to hold up as they have in the last few years. Losing the one-on-one battles, especially contested passes, is something I've noticed. They're really Mm -hmm. struggling on the outside with that. And their pass rush, they haven't turned on anyone exceptional at the DM position in quite a while. No. So I, I wonder what's going on there, what's getting lost, because they clearly can recruit. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, what do they have them ranked? Oh, yeah. Uh, number one, again, in recruiting in the Big Ten. Of course. Of course. Uh, anything else that you wanted to touch on with Ohio State? I mean, they're uh, so good. It's easy yeah. to talk about them forever. Yeah, no, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Then uh, let's move out of Ohio and into Pennsylvania and talk a little Penn State Nittany Lions. The Nittany Lions had a poor, poor record last year. They went seven and six, Terrible. four and five in the Big Ten. Um, didn't see it coming. They had a they had enough hype going into the season that that stands out as a very big clunker of a season. Yeah, I I agree. Um, like on our show, uh, I talked. I was praising Penn State, and you know I'm a diehard Michigan fan. You know the rival between Penn State and Michigan. You know I had high hopes for Penn State, uh, but I mean a year that they had. Wow, uh, I was kind of disappointed in Sean Clifford. I think he's coming back for his senior year. Yes, so they got him. Um, but yeah, I did not see that coming. I mean. I'm trying to think. Was we played Penn State last year, right? In yeah, Penn State, it was, uh, Michigan win twenty-one seventeen. Okay, yeah, so it was close. Yeah, but I, like I said, I I did not see that from Penn State. Um, but maybe they can turn around this year. I don't know how 
how good they are going to be this year. I don't know. I know they lost their wide receiver, that Dot, Dotson. Yeah, Jahan yeah, Dotson. He, yep. He was sweet. They lost. The other key losses they have here is uh, Jaquan Brisker, pretty solid safety. And uh, uh, Arnold Abadecki. Oh, boy. Brian Sounds does, good. Brian does names is not off to a good start. Uh, E-B-I-K-E-T-I-E. That's first team all name right there. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I'm so sorry to Arnold for mispronouncing his name. Um, yeah, th- those are the only ones that stand out. It, it seems like a run it back year for the most part. There's like, I, I, I think, I think the head coach is in trouble. I think James yeah. Frank. I, I think his his shine is, is definitely in the recruiting trail. Um, although I am seeing right here they got five or I'm sorry three five stars. Okay. Uh, D lineman, a running back, and a quarterback. Five star recruits for the 2022 class. So, you know, young kids never know how they're going to turn out. But I do think that James Franklin's because he came in with such big pedigree. They were hot, too. Yeah. They were hot. And it's completely kind of fallen off. And I think think his attitude is the kind that you need wins in order to keep people buying in because I don't think he's a real gift of the gab kind of guy. You know what I mean? Like coaches is just like they got the golden tongue and they can just say anything to get a recruit to come or just keep the team fired up or whatnot. And then other guys it's X's and O's it's, it's putting in the work. It's doing the time it's building from the ground up and then, and then capitalizing on, on, you know, your hard work by getting some wins, but they haven't been winning. I know. And, and that's when, when players get frustrated. That's when players don't buy in. That's when fan bases. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. So he's got to turn it around this year because he gets paid way too much money um, by that university to, to, to get too much more of a leash. So Sean Clifford, you said is returning. Yes. Um, poor year last year. Um he had a 60% completion percentage last year, and he did uh, He had an okay year passing, I guess, overall. I wouldn't say he's the worst. Like, he went over for 3,000 yards. I wasn't sure. I wasn't going to – I didn't think I was going to see that number next to his name, but a little <laughs> over 3,000, 21 touchdowns, eight interceptions. So, it, he. I don't think he was the problem. I, I just think it's – I don't know. I don't really know what it is. I don't know. Coaching probably. Yeah, I don't cause, know. Really, cause the talent's there. It's there. Uh, the other guy that I think is fascinating to look for the draft is uh, Parker Washington. Um, he finished the second second on the team and catches um, each of the last two college seasons and uh, two over two years, a hundred catches for a little over thirteen hundred yards. So, oh, and ten touches on top. Good for him. Yeah, no, he's good. Yeah, he is. A, he is a guy that I've seen. Um, in early, early um, big boards, a guy that you look at there. Right. So they play in Big Ten East. They don't come close to, to getting either one of those first two spots. No. Not at all. <laughs> and it's, it seemed like that was the trajectory 
all of three seasons ago for them. Yeah, because like when I when I was thinking, like when you were talking about James Franklin, like I remember his first year at Penn State was like really good, weren't they? Like yeah. they were pretty good. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, like, wow, the whole Big Ten's gonna have to go through Penn State this year. And you flash forward two to three years now and it's like, okay, everything's going through Columbus or Ann Arbor now. Right. So All right. I'm pulling for Penn State. I mean, I, I, I like Penn State. I hmm. I don't have any bad Penn hate. State. I don't have any bad Penn State fan interactions. No, me neither. I normally have pretty pleasant Penn State fan inter- interactions where all their fan bases, uh, no, not so much. <laughs> They're very, <laughs> very yeah. hostile. Yeah, I know which one. <laughs> it's all right. They've earned it in a lot of ways, but not all of them because some of them don't remember when we used to be whooping their butts. But that's okay. Uh-huh. That's our fault, not theirs. Let's uh let's go over to what I would consider as another contender and definitely was the biggest surprise in the Big Ten last year is uh in-state rival of Michigan, Michigan State Spartans. They uh went eleven and two last year, seven and two in the Big Ten, including that ground and pound uh destruction of Michigan. That was tough to take. It was. So Mel Tucker back for year. Three, he has a thirteen and seven record, and he can kind of recruit a little bit. They didn't get any five stars this year, but they got some dudes that were supposed to be Notre Dame locks. They got some dudes that were supposed to be Michigan locks. They got some guys that are supposed to be Georgia locks. Mm. So I don't know exactly what Mel Tucker is telling these boys or what he's getting them locked in on. Which I don't know how much we'll ever get into the the licensing agreements for these players and how they get paid. That this right. is, that, that stuff's a little trickier to get into. Um, but something's going on in over there in East Lansing. What, what are you thinking? What's your vibe on them? Yeah, I actually, I, I agree with you with like the money contract thing. I think something's going on under the table. I, something that nothing's like, you know, getting out in the public, like same thing with Georgia and Alabama. I think they've been doing that for years. It's just all under the cover under the table type of thing. But Michigan State last year, I mean, they they got some dogs. Kenneth Walker, um, you know, who – who I forgot where he got drafted. I think he's in Seattle now playing for the Seahawks. Yeah. Um, but Mel Tucker, you know, he's a great coach. I mean, he, he's got paid. You know, he got paid for it. Um, and that's a team, that, you know, this year that don't sleep on the Spartans. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of nervous as a Michigan fan to play them again. Not going to lie. I think we go to East Lansing this year, I believe. Don't quote me. You nope, we are hosting. Oh, we are hosting? Okay. Are hosting. So, all right. Well, over one, Tyler. Let's go. Um <laughs> Well, you said don't quote. Uh, you covered your stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, so I'm I'm still below five hundred. Uh their quarterback, Peyton Thorne, Throne. Yep. yep. He's sweet. He's he's nice. Um, but like I said, I think that's a team that we're going to have to watch out for. I mean, we don't really have to worry about Penn State or, you know, we'll get to Minnesota, and I don't think we'll have to worry about them. But I think Michigan State, can, you know, that in-state rival is going to be something. They are definitely going to be challenging. Uh, last year, here's are some things that kind of stand out to me. Um, they weren't very good at – they weren't – standout exceptional at any one category but they were they were top 50 in just about all of them that matter um minus rushing they ended up somehow at 53 
which is like if they didn't even have that if they if, if Walker didn't have that game against Michigan, are they even fifty third? You know, yeah, right. Or, or then to drop into the out of the sixth uh, top sixty, but they were thirty eighth nationally in scoring with thirty one points per game. They were forty second in the country in total yards per game offensively. So all those metrics are they're that's good. Like if you're top fifty right. in those in those kind of numbers, that means you're giving yourself a chance most of the time against most teams. Obviously, as you keep winning and getting opportunities to play other teams, like when Michigan played Georgia, I told everybody, yeah, that was fun winning the championship, the Big Ten championship and all. Fun's going to be over. <laughs> and I got called. Yeah. I got called all sorts of names for not being a real fan, but I was just like, I am a realist more than anything. I can't help it. It's in my nature. Georgia's loaded. They're really good. Yeah. We're not on their caliber. It happens. So. For Michigan State to have an 11 and 2 year last year and roll it into this year, I see no reason why it can't be that same kind of season. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. They're going to be good. The only guy they lost of of real substance is Walker. And mm-hmm. once again, similar to the NFL, running backs normally aren't make or break for your teams. It's not like it was in the eighties. It's not like it was mm-hmm. in the early nineties or even a little into the later nineties, but you know, these college teams are now based around high volume generation yard plays with minimal amount of skill asked to achieve it. So how many screens do you see, how many, you know, tunnel screens of um, reverses, th- all sorts of different th- ways of just creating space for athletes. And they're everywhere on just about every team. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't surprise me if the next guy up, who I guess I should probably look at that. I can do that. Uh, they gone down as Jarek Broussard should have the starting role, or it could be Jalen Berger. Oh, either Jarek or Jalen is going to get the job. I don't remember either one of them last year. That's that's why yeah, I mean, we have a tougher job, Tyler, than the guys that do the the rest of the two point shows, because uh, we have to remember or try to remember thousands of players, where they only have to try and remember maybe a thousand or so. Yeah, I mean sometimes I forget my name, so we're, we might be in one. All right, well <laughs> then we're gonna keep the bar low, anyways. Absolutely. Yeah, we're we're also fans, just talking, you know, football to fans. So, um. I think we can move on from Michigan State. But it wouldn't be great to watch them as a Michigan fan have another good year because that wasn't fun last year, and I was worried going down the stretch. Yeah, me too. I thought thought that loss was going to cost us. I was like, there goes our chances because we lost to them when we should not have. Right. I mean, even if you're a Big Ten fan, watch out for the Spartans. And if you're a Spartans fan, I mean, the ceiling's high for you. I give credit to you. Yeah. Got a good football team now. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Let's go to Iowa now. So Iowa returns head coach Kirk Ferentz uh, back for his 24th season. He has a record of 178 and a 110 one-loss record. They appeared in the Big Ten Championship uh, opposite of our beloved Wolverines and quickly got their cheeks clapped. Good program. 
Good program. Very good program. Uh, I did not actually. I did not see Iowa making the Big Ten championship. Really, um, I think they're a team that on my list that I don't really worry about every year. But like now, I I, I kind of have to. Um, I think the ceiling is still high for them. I think Iowa is a great school, very competitive. And like I said earlier in the show, like if they play USC in a couple of years and they got that three tight end formation, when it's snowing and blowing at eight thirty in the at night. Right. Uh, I like uh, I like that tight end Sam Laporta. I think he's sweet. Um, they I think they just breed tight ends and offensive line. Really, I mean they're they're a good program. I, I I'm trying to think. Do you, do you think Iowa's high next year or this year? Do you think they'll top five team or no? Well, it's weird the way they win compared to how some of the other Big Ten teams win. So like the way that Ohio State gets to appear in a championship is by having high-caliber skill players and normally the best quarterback in the conference. And right. then, the, you know, they have good defense to go along with it. But Iowa is always about controlling the clock. It's always about limiting turnovers. It's always about playing good defense, making, you know, getting opportunities, about creating your own opportunities by get, taking the ball away and stuff like that. That's how they beat good teams. They, they make you play your worst games. A lot of the yeah. times when they play teams out of conference, and I, I think that's a great call by you by those, you know, Cali teams coming over is they make you play a brand of football that you're not good at, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So certain teams can beat in Iowa and not have any problems. Other teams come against in Iowa and, oh, we can't block consistently. Well, that's going to be a problem against Iowa because they won't stop. They don't, they right. don't give up on plays. They're, they're a hustle team. You know, it's what you get with a guy that's had, you know, uh, almost 300, you know, games coached as as that program's coach. That's what you get out of that. It's the reason why Penn State for years was such a pain in the ass. You know, mm-hmm. when you have this same coach coming back, there's you get this certain sort of team mantra and just buy in and it's easy to roll it over from year to year. And I mean, you have this unexpected season where the record's ten and four, which is okay. Seven and two in the Big Ten is pretty good. But then, you know, you appeared in the championship. So if I was a guy on that team, I'd be pretty pumped about this season. Yeah, they're uh, they kind of remind me like Army. You know, Army runs the ball like four hundred times a game. They drain the clock. Um, I mean, if you're a Hawk, uh, Hawkeye fan, and I hate to say this, but they're, I, they're kind of boring to watch. To be honest, they're yeah, kind of I mean, boring. Yeah, it's not it's not modern day college football. No, I it's mean a, it's like I watching credit. it's like watching through like a you know uh time machine you know watching yeah. them play. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean they they'll, like I said they'll beat USC though. Which I hope. Oh, I would love to see that matchup today. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like oh, to see, yeah. I I would like to see them even have a, try and beat Iowa in Cali, you know, with, with yeah. still that Throw same matchup of having the, you know, the I don't know, hard nose run game. Um but Iowa's schedule this year, uh it's it's kind of hard right at the wrong times. Between Ooh, really? o- between October first and November twelfth, that's when they play they have one gimme game, but it's Michigan, then Il- Illinois, then it's at Ohio, Ohio State, uh Oof. Northwestern, who you never know. At Purdue, who I think Purdue's going to have a better year again this year, and then Wisconsin, who never stays down on the carpet for too long. 
and that rivalry is legit between Iowa and Wisconsin. Yeah. It's yeah, no yeah, big that's, it's that's no schedule. game like Ohio State and Michigan, but still every right. year when you watch those two teams, it's like helmets just smacking into each other. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh I mentioned them already, so let's just go to Wisconsin. Sorry, I lost my place here. I had oh, it I had it dog eared and then undog eared. All right, Paul Christ returns as head coach. Uh it will be his eighth season for the Wisconsin Badgers. He is 65 and 23 so far as the head coach. Let's see. Key losses, Leo Chanel, uh, linebacker, Jack Sanborn, linebacker, and Jake Ferguson, tight end. Wow. How many many seasons have we seen that where the key losses were linebacker, linebacker, and tight end from Wisconsin and maybe mixing a running back from time to time? Yeah, you look at Jonathan Taylor, you know, uh, Wisconsin boy playing for the Colts now. Um, I, I kind of want to see what their quarterback, uh, Mertz does, um, you know, two years ago, I think he played pretty well. And then last year it was kind of, you know, it was okay. Not a great season for him, kind of mediocre season, but I, I kind of want to see him and, uh, you know, grow into his own as a quarterback, but, you know, I don't, I don't mind the Badgers. Um, you know, if they're, they're a hit or miss team too. I mean, they have a good year, bad year. You just don't know what they're going to get. But yeah, they have to win. Yeah. They have to win a similar way to Iowa, which is control the clock, play good defense, capitalize on turnovers. So, I, I think uh, Wisconsin is well on their way to uh, competing. I mean, in the Big Ten West, at least. So, so let's move now to the state of Indiana and. No, we're not going to hit on the Hoosiers. We're going to hit on a team that I actually am pretty excited for. It's a program that I think is holding their own in the Big Ten. I like Purdue's place. It not They're never going to win the Big Ten. They're never going to play playing in playoffs. But they produce some pretty fun players. They make, They have some pretty fun games. I remember last year watching a handful of them. And yeah, I was watching. Here's this. I was watching. I remember watching the Michigan State game. They won forty to twenty nine. That was a great game. A lot of back yeah. and forth action. Purdue no longer is the um, doormat in the in the Big Ten West. They have uh, brought themselves up to be with respectable. You know, um, have you ever thought about going to see a Purdue Boilermakers game? I actually never. <laughs> It, uh, it never really crossed my mind, actually. I like how they wear the big. They they have the the hard hats on because they're the engineers, yeah. right? It's yep. uh, well, they're, they're boilermakers, but the boilermakers were the engineers as well, right? It's right, right, right. Like a play on um, trains or whatever. <laughs> but anyways, I like doing the boiler up, boiler yep. up, and they pump it real quick. I don't know. This is where I nerd out a little bit, and I and I enjoy what their team is. So, uh. Jeff Brom returning for his sixth year, not a great record, uh, 28 and 29, but I I'm sure if I had looked at previous seasons, he's, he's had better years as of late than he did previously. So, uh, let's get the key losses out of the way. David Bell, biggest one, uh, who I think is going to be a pretty damn good pro wide receiver. 
um, left. George Karloftis, who was Matt Johnson's favorite D end of the draft class last year. And then uh, Xander Horvath, uh, their running back, um, exits as well. Thoughts on Purdue and causing more ruckus in the Big Ten West, which leads to unpredictable representatives in the championship. Yeah, you never you never know what kind of Purdue team you're, uh, Purdue team you're going to get. Um, actually, I uh, I apologize. I don't really know much about Purdue. They're a team that I don't really focus on or kind of a team that's on the back burner for me sure um but i mean i i don't think like it's it's gotta be something with their scheduling because they don't really play a lot of primetime games or anything like that they're either playing at a weird time they usually play at like four o'clock you know if there's another team if there's like lsu and alabama at four o'clock i'm gonna watch that or florida gators or somebody for sure for sure that makes sense but I think, you know, Purdue, I, are they like a sleeper team? I don't, like I said, I don't really know much about them. Really. Well, this, let me uh, show you last year's schedule and what they kind of did. And and maybe I can um, get you to hop on my bandwagon a little bit about them being maybe the dark horse of that um, part of okay. the conference. So they opened up against Oregon State last year and they won 30 to 21 pretty convincingly. Then they traveled to UConn and UConn's terrible, but they blew them out 49 to nothing. So a shout out's a shout out, in my opinion. Absolutely. Uh, I do remember watching them play Notre Dame last year. It was in Notre Dame. It was a tough game. They lose 27-13, so kind of hard nose win. Ugly win against Illinois, 13-9. Terrible loss to Minnesota, 20-13, which they should not have lost that game. I remember watching, at least, you know, getting some of the, um, the coming out of commercial, and not coming out of commercial, but, you know, like they cut in and out. The one of the cut-ins, right. like they like blew it. They should have won. Um, to blow it against Wisconsin, but then they start putting together some pretty cool wins here. So, um, beating Nebraska is, was a little tricky last year. Nebraska was feisty. They weren't good, but they were feisty and their offense was, was a, enough of a splash that teams stumbled along the way. They didn't lose to them though. And they beat Michigan state 40 to 29, which mm-hmm. was like, that's a good score. They had two lot. Michigan State had two losses, and one of those was to Purdue. Like what? You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Um, beat Indiana, beat beat Northwestern, and then uh, they won their bowl game, forty eight forty five. Remember that bowl game was silly. Um, Who did they play? Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> but they were one of the few Big Ten teams to actually win in their bowl games. You know, it doesn't happen as often as it should for Big right. Ten. So. I am optimistic for them being an entertaining team this year as much as anyone else that are the outlier teams, teams that we really don't think will be contending for the big 10 championship. And obviously then, then the uh, playoffs as well. Um, but like I, I would take them over Northwestern. Um, I would take them over Minnesota. I don't know if I would take him over Iowa. You probably wouldn't take him over Iowa, right? No. i take him over Nebraska. I was just about to say Nebraska. That's a team that's, whoa. They should Oof. never They should never have jumped to the Big Ten. It's, no. It's not gone well. And, and like, I think I think you kind of agree with me here. Is This, this has got to be Scott Frost last year, right? I mean, if he doesn't have a – I mean, come on. The – the I, only I know thing, they don't recruit well, but they don't. 
the only thing they have going for them is that he's an alumni. Yeah, he's an alumni tied to when they were like they remember the good old the good old days. Um no, I'm with you though. No, I don't and I don't enjoy um him. I don't he's not a coach. But then again, uh if I wasn't a Michigan fan, I, I wouldn't necessarily be rooting for Harbaugh either. I don't he's weird. I don't like Harbaugh. Yeah. <laughs> he tries yeah, to mess with his weirdness. I get you. But Nebraska, I mean, they could they could have a zero and twelve year, and that place is still packed. I give it to their fans; they're loyal. Oh, damn right! That's a good call. That is something that you definitely get out of college that you wouldn't necessarily get from the NFL. You know, teams. Right. How many Lions fans showed up for when they were zero and (laughs) sixteen? Maybe twenty thousand, maybe thirty thousand, something like that. Wearing the bags over their head. You don't see that in Nebraska. Nope. No, instead they'll uh, paint their heads up all frosty to an honor of the yeah. coach. <laughs> uh, no. So let's just go real quick. We'll look at games to watch that stand out. So um, August 27th is official kickoff for college football. So, so everyone knows right now, that is the first day that college football games are kicking off. They're calling it week zero. Um, it's a new thing. They started kind of like labeling it as it's because – not enough teams really play in order for you to even call it week one. Yeah, yeah. One kicks off later on. So uh, August 27th in Dublin, Ireland, you have Nebraska versus Northwestern on August 27th. Um, then you have Notre Dame at Ohio State September 3rd. That's a good matchup. Uh, Penn State takes on Auburn kind of early on in the season. They're taking on uh, Auburn in Auburn on the 17th Oof. of September. What a way to kick off a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wisconsin at Ohio State, September 24th. Eh, I don't know why that's circled. Michigan at Iowa, uh, October 5th. Uh, October 1st, I believe that's a night game. I think we already know that, that that's going to be a night game, which nice. is Camp um, Camp Randall's Wisconsin. What is it in Iowa? I was just on that page, and I turned it. I should know this. It's a pretty iconic. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to know the stadiums, too. Uh, Penn State at Michigan, October 15th. Purdue at Wisconsin, October 22nd. And so on and so forth. We don't need to keep going down, but then obviously you get to the, the game on the 26th of November. <clears throat> and let's go through uh, how we think that maybe we'll have some standings going. You you have yours. Okay. I didn't necessarily come down to any full standing. So I, I'm curious to hear how you think this will shake up before we wrap up. Okay, well, I uh, I know how the Big Ten is like uh, broken into like conferences or like you know East and stuff. I just did the Big Ten as a whole. Um, number one, I got Ohio State just because our defense. I'm not too sure about it yet. I know I said it a little bit prior in today's show. Um, I think Ohio State might match up. At number two, I got Michigan. Our boys in blue. I think they'll they might be all right. I don't know. Depends. Uh, number three, Michigan State. I think they're up there. They're going to be a good program this year, especially under Mel Tucker. Uh, number four, Iowa. They got that boring game, boring football, but they're they're good. They're good. They went to a Big Ten championship for a reason. Uh, Wisconsin. Let's see what Mertz does. Maybe it could be a rebuild year for Wisconsin. They might they might pull through. Yeah. Uh, I actually have Minnesota ahead of Purdue. I kind of want to see what Tanner Morgan does and what kind of, Minnesota's kind of disappointing because they were pretty good like two years ago. And then all of a sudden they just like, yeah, we had one good year and that's it. All right. <laughs> so I don't know what happened to them. Then I had Purdue. I had Penn State behind them. 
Um, and actually a team that's kind of surprising is up on my list is Rutgers. I think Rutgers might be turning around. They, they were, I mean, there's still Rutgers, but they kind of like, I, I don't have their schedule or uh, their record from last year, but they were kind of better. They were kind of more, not better, but they were more competitive in games. Finished the um, five and eight, which actually okay. for Rutgers isn't, isn't, Right, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Usually it's like 3-13 and or something like that. Um, Under them, I have Illinois. Under them is Maryland. I like to see Tua's brother stand out a little bit more. Yeah, he he needs to finally take a step. Yeah, I think this is like what you said. This is the year for him to take the step. Let's see what Maryland does. Under them, I have Nebraska. I think Scott Frost, like we just – touched on Nebraska for like a couple minutes. It's do or die for Scott Frost. If he doesn't do anything this year, can him. I mean, I know how their recruiting class is. I mean, they used to be really dominant. I mean, they used to be unreal. And then uh, the two last spots, I have Indiana and Northwestern. Indiana was such a disappointing team for me. I think if I had to regroup the Big Ten and I had to pick one team that's really disappointing for me is Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, they They had – they had a brief time when Denard was at Michigan that we had some really good football games with them. Yeah. Their defense always sucks. Right. And I, I remember it was, I don't know if, I don't think it was last year, but the year before, or maybe it was last year, but I remember Ohio State playing in Indiana and they won in overtime. Indiana won. And then I think after that, I mean, just the, the tires just fell off. I mean, it was just gone from <laughs> that. But and then the last team, like I said, is Northwestern. I don't really know much about Northwestern. I've seen them once live, and it wasn't good. No, they're not normally good at football, but uh, they're very smart. Yeah, very smart. Good hockey program too. Yeah. That's about it. And that's where the ESPN, um, who who went there, the the guy opposite of Tony Kornheiser, what's his name? Um, I could picture him. Yeah. He he went to Northwest. Uh, I can't. I can't. I can picture him though. Adam Schefter went to Michigan. Just saying. Oh yeah, the goat. <laughs> well, I think we can wrap it up. Um, I think next week we'll we'll have a better um game plan as far as how to get to all our topics because this time we kind of introduced ourselves, you know, in a way that we we had to show you where we're coming from as far as why we love college football and why we want to talk about college football and i, I hope you, you all the listeners buy in it's it's a fun enjoyable carefree sport to watch it's mm-hmm. in my in my opinion turning on a game noon on a saturday some random station don't really care which one there's always something to get like whoa did you see this or wow that yeah. player was like jumping dudes like there's always highlight real catches just like the pros so i i I want people to buy in early and often because this is where it all starts in my opinion this is where all all football started it without college football there is no nfl you know yeah it seems like uh they play with more heart too because um you know you look you know the nli or nil now I mean, but you look at like two years, three years, 40 years back, it seems like college football players play with more heart than the NFL. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, they, there's like a system that I don't know if it's during like the walkthroughs or the recruiting class, but it seems like if you play at Michigan or Ohio state or LSU or UB, you know, it's, you play your passion for that school, which I absolutely love, you know, coming from a, you know, I played football in high school, you know, it's Depew, 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 and then get into college football and it's Michigan, Michigan, Michigan. You want to play with your, you want to play with your boys and rep- represent your school. So, which I, I absolutely love that. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And and it's because a lot of those guys know that the day that they hang up that uniform, their college uniform, that's it for them. They're done. Yeah. Most of them are not playing in the pros. Most nope. of them are not going on to play in any of the other leagues that have started up over the last few years, XFL or USFL or whatever. Right. They, they know that was the highest achievement they had as a football player, and they lay it on the line, and they leave it on the field, and they walk away with their heads you know, held high because there's nothing to be ashamed of there. Even, Absolutely. If, even if your team sucks like Rutgers. <laughs> Sorry, I'll, get, I'll stop getting so many jabs in. Uh, next week we will be back with another conference preview. Uh, let's because we, um, already kind of touched on them a little bit just by saying that they're moving over. What do you think going to the PAC 12? Let's do it. Okay. So next week, uh, look for the PAC 12 preview, uh, with Tyler and I, uh, remember men's locker room, check it out. Um, thank you. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere that you get podcasts, right? Yeah, Same place that you got this one from. Big orange logo, you can't miss it. There you go. And uh, you can find all my stuff on the network, obviously, on the two-point page, um, but as well as uh, crafting and drafting. Go listen to our old episodes. I'll always plug that. Love my baby over there. And um, what else we got going on? Eh, find us all in the network. That's good enough. Um, <laughs> but... I get to say this. this is normally a Matt's job, but uh, I'm I'm the Matt today. So uh, until next time, just remember uh, the two point conversation is good. Three nineteen. Three nineteen. Three three. Yeah, spot. Look at the eight.